Right now? Yep. Okay. Very good. So you said this. Say it again. Breakthrough. 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 A next fab made podcast. A next fab made podcast. All right, I'll try again. Breakthrough. A next fab made podcast. Breakthrough is a podcast series about making. Making discoveries, making a difference in the community, and making the world a better place. It's the stories of startups and inventors who are developing products that have social value by solving real-world problems. It's about artisans and entrepreneurs who have broken through the mold to live their best lives. Welcome to episode number eight of Breakthrough, a NextFab-made podcast series. I'm your host, Ron Bauman, founder of Milk Street Marketing and NextFab member. Our guest on this episode is Elena Brennan, fashion designer and founder of Bus Stop Boutique. A former advertising executive, Elena broke away from the madness and chaos of that world to start her own business and fashion brand, Bus Stop X. How are you? I'm good. How are you, Ron? Good. Thanks for joining us today. Oh, you're welcome. Thanks for hosting us here in Bus Stop Boutique. Yes, this is welcome to my world. (laughs) Well, it's nice to have uh, some fresh new scenery to conduct one of these interviews Mm -hmm. for the Next Fab Maker Series podcast and video. So why don't you start off by telling us a little bit about yourself? So my name's Eleanor Brennan, and I was born in London. Uh, My parents are Greek, so I'm 100% Greek, even though I was born in London. I moved to America in the mid-80s for love. Um, It's the best reason. It's the best reason. Um, I have a son who's 30 years old. I have a little grandbaby, and she's 16 months old. Get out of here. Yeah. So we've got like a little one, you know, running around. Um, And my background is advertising and marketing. It's something I did uh, for 27 plus years. I started off in London at J. Walter Thompson, an international ad agency. And after 27 plus years, I, I lost the passion for it. And I always loved shoes, always. And so when the time was right, I opened um, Bus Stop. So we're actually in our 12th year. We're turning 12 this month. Um, So I'm like really excited about that. That's great. Congratulations. Yeah. And in 2015, I became, well, I don't know if I should say I became, but in 2015, I started designing shoes and that's what I'm really passionate about. And uh, so since then, I've designed over 150 different styles. Uh, they're very unique. Um, it's almost like a precious painting because there's like one of 15 of each color. So you're not going to see a lot of women, you know, wearing them. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, later this month, well, next month, I'm uh, launching my first ever wedding collection. Nice. Congratulations. Yeah. Well, obviously, we go away. We go away back. We do. So I've been watching Bus Stop Boutique from its inception, and it's amazing to see what you've done. Obviously, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I'm so proud. I'm so happy for oh, everything you've accomplished. You. And uh, why don't you tell us? Uh, because what I find, you know, fascinating is, you know, how you really just made that leap, and, and what that leap was like. Saying, "I'm, I'm going to pack it in. I'm yep. done with the advertising business. I'm going to follow my passion." You, you, you lost the passion for marketing and advertising, and you rekindled that passion Mm -hmm. through shoes and through fashion so why don't you tell us what that was like to make that jump yeah I mean it it was something that I had thought about I'd planted the seed for about 10 years 
Um, at that point, I was a single mother because even though I moved here for love, it didn't work out. We got divorced, but it's all good. And so my son was little. And so I wanted to wait until the time was right. And even though I loved advertising and I was very passionate about it, I started losing the respect for the clients, losing respect for the, you know, the, the people that I was working with every day. You know, everything wanted, had to be done faster and cheaper and, and I, I just couldn't stand that anymore. So I did my research and on my son's 18th birthday, I signed the lease. And lo, and lo and behold, you know, you can relate to this from, you know, working in the advertising field with advertisers and advertising agencies. So um, on, on lo and behold, on Mother's Day, I got laid off and I was like, yes, this is fantastic. And I called my son Colin and he was so upset. And I said, no, 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 this is the best thing because now I can focus on my new venture, my new baby. So that is how it all came about. That's amazing. So fast forward 10 years later, now you've gone from just you know, selling and distributing shoes or other lines, and you're now creating your own lines. Yes. So why don't you talk to us a little bit about your creative process when you're creating your own shoe uh, designs? Well, I work with a factory in Taipei in Taiwan, um, so the shoes are handcrafted by artisans. I've gone to the factory twice, and it's a female-owned factory. We're, oh, fantastic. It's fantastic. It's all family-run. So she and I have a, a similar vision, so we work really, really well together. So I design, I decide what silhouette I want, whether it's an Oxford or a Chelsea boot, and then I talk to um, the factory in Taipei, and they create um, a mold for me. And then I have sketches, and then I decide what color what colors do I want? Do you do the sketches? I do the sketches. They're not great, you know. Um, and then I, they send me um, all the little leather swatches from um, their factory. Sometimes they have to outsource it and get the leather from Italy or different places. And that's when the magic begins. Um, I do it here in Philly. But once I did do it there in, in Taipei, they set up a, an office for me in their showroom. And that was really, truly inspiring. So... I'm looking forward to going back and doing that again. Elena went on to discuss the challenges and joys of being a woman entrepreneur, balancing business and artistic integrity, and why it's important to stay true to yourself. I think you have to follow um, your passion. And I always tell um, any entrepreneur, whether they're female or, or male, that um, it's okay to be scared because if there's some um, fear or some, if you're scared a little bit, it means it just that just enforces how passionate you are about what it is that you want to do, and it's um, it's okay to make mistakes because we we're all human. We make mistakes as long as you learn from them, and then do your research. You know, and if if there's a need for something that you want to do and you're good at what you do, you're going to be successful mm -hmm. and you're going to be happy. I mean, I'm a lot happier now than I was, you know, working for an ad agency. Well, that's what we talk about all the time with entrepreneurs. It's about, you know, quality of life. Mm -hmm. And it's one thing that even as I, you know, I build my team now and I have over the years, one of the things I always is how do you want to spend your time? Mm -hmm. you know, what do you like to do? You know, and I think, uh, you know, one of the things I've learned from talking to other entrepreneurs, people who follow their passion is, you know, that, you know, where, you know, how do you really know what you're passionate about? I think sometimes young entrepreneurs can struggle. 
to yeah. find out, you know, what am I actually passionate about? So sort of take a look at what am I good at and what do I like to do? And also, I think you can change. You can, you can be passionate about one thing. I think it's okay to switch careers and to switch gears. And it's never too late. Like I, when people mm-hmm. say to me, oh, I'm too old to do this, or I've been doing this. For, it, it's, it, you can do whatever you want to do at any given time. If it's something that you feel that you're, you want to do. And if it doesn't work, then you just go try back, again. Try again. Or, you know, so, but, but entrepreneurs, because they are so passionate and they work so hard, most of them are successful. Mm-hmm. You know? Do you consider yourself an artisan or an entrepreneur? Uh, <laughs> I'd say an entrepreneur because I was that before I became a. a, a an artist, mm-hmm. um, but I really love designing shoes. Yeah. And you were always being in advertising and marketing. You're obviously around creative people all very, the time. So Yeah, I'm very visually stimulated. Um, so I feel like I could really be an interior designer or a shoe designer or because I know what I like. I'll look at something and I just know if I like that color or that shape or that style. How do you determine you know, that? How do you determine this is what I think somebody, you, you base it on what you like. I do. I, so you don't really most, worry about externally. You only know no, this is what I like. No, and I think... I think and you've got good taste. Yeah, so. <laughs> as, as a fashion designer, as a designer, I feel that you need to stay true to uh, what you like. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can design for other people, but um, and you should really consider your customers, but I feel that you shouldn't s- steer away from what you like. Right. Stay true to yourself. Stay true your, to yourself, exactly. Right. Awesome. Are you a creative entrepreneur or artisan in the Philadelphia area? Do you want to connect with a creative community that will push you further and support your vision? NextFev is a community where artisans and entrepreneurs help each other learn new crafts, build business, and create new products. Coming in 2020 to the newly revitalized Kensington neighborhood, NextFev is opening up its flagship location for the creative maker. The space will offer over 30,000 square feet of shared workshops for jewelry making, textiles, woodworking, welding, as well as private studio space. Visit nextfab.com forward slash 1800 to sign up for updates about our grand opening. That's nextfab.com forward slash 1800. If you want to make it better, we can help. We look forward to meeting you. We then got to learn about the future of her fashion brand, Bus Stop X, her advice for aspiring artists and entrepreneurs, and the value of mentorship. I want to expand. I want to um, open um, a boutique in LA. Um, And in the next five years, I'd like five boutiques in different US cities. But just selling my brand, Bus Stop X, um, I want to gradually phase out all the other designers here in Philly. So this will be the flagship and then roll out to other cities with um, other boutiques just selling the shoes I design. It's a good retroactive segue to my next question was where do you see Bus Stop Boutique going? That's where <laughs> I see it going. I so, see five, five boutiques in five cities. Do you have the cities in picked out? Five years. I'm, I'm, I want, I've picked LA. Um, I think Miami, possibly Austin, okay. Chicago, and then I don't know. I'm on the Seattle. I'm not. I'm not sure yet. Now going um, back to Cheerio, London. 
Not yet. <laughs> I'm going to stick to the US for now. So what, uh, what is the best advice that you could give to a, a young budding entrepreneur in the world today looking to go out on their own? Uh, so the best advice I would give um, you know, young up-and-coming entrepreneurs is to do their research, do their homework, um, be true to your core values, you know, and don't, don't listen to people that tell you can't do it. <laughs> listen to people that want to give you advice. But don't let people, you know, put you off. Yeah. What are some of the things you learned that you took? I mean, from the obvious, from the marketing and advertising perspective, but what are some things that you took from your yeah. prior career into what you're doing today? So what I took from my prior career is branding. I mean, I'm the branding queen. Yeah. I'm just like, I love my logo. I'm very careful about where the placement of my logo is. I'm very careful... Maybe careful is not the right word, but I love working with words. Deliberate. Yes, and, and having fun with it too. But when you look at a piece that I produce, whether it's a poster or a postcard or if it's a blog, mm. my website, it's very consistent. Mm -hmm. So I feel that branding is important. And I think that carried through from my um, advertising days. Yeah. And you're also very involved with the community, the mm -hmm. business community here. You're in the uh, Fabric Row section down here right off of South Street, which is a major commercial corridor here in Philadelphia. Yeah. And you're, you are the president of the Headhouse yeah. Square Business Association. Yeah, so right? um, I'm, I'm the president of the South Street Headhouse. South Street. I'm the president of the South Street Headhouse mm -hmm. District, which encompasses um, a large footprint. And um, we're all about improving um, the area for... Um, commercial and residential and um, bus stop is on fabric row which is very historic and it's within the business district so I do it pro bono I do it for the love of the the district mm -hmm. uh, and the area and the community and it's a great community that's great and you find, and I'm sure that that's beneficial to the business and your prominence and kind of getting it's, the yeah it's, def it's definitely beneficial yeah. I mean it's a lot of extra work right. But um, it's good. I feel good that I can give back to the community and uh, it can help my business too. Do you have any mentor? or Are you mentoring? Do you have any protégés? I'm a mentor for a young emerging fashion designers at the Philadelphia Fashion Incubator. Oh, and my mentor was my dad, but he oh. passed away. He passed away in October. So, so sorry. Um, so sorry. Um, he had a very great business sense and so I felt that any major big financial decisions I wanted to make I, I would ask him first mm -hmm. and also he had a little bit of retail experience so even though he um, fell into retail much later in life um, he was in telecommunications and it gradually turned into my mother having a little little boutique and then my father helping her, and then it, it became their business. And so it's like almost like in my blood, and I never yeah. realized that. You know, I never like put two and two together. But you know, my father would just really give me advice on all aspects of my business, but my life too. I think it's funny how, you know, we hear this a lot about how, you know, people's parents or their grandparents were, yeah. you know, they were retailers, they were merchants, they were small business owners. Yeah. And it's, I don't know if it's a skips a generation, but it seems like that generation wanted their kids to go away to school, get jobs, you know, and now, of course, we're getting back into yeah. the time in, our, in society and in the world where people don't want to work nine to fives. They want to be their own boss. They want to 
follow their passion. And, but you know, you know what's what's really funny is that um, so I I graduated from high school, I went to college, mm-hmm. and then my mom said, "Well, now you're going to work for the family business." <laughs> I said, "No." So I would like sometimes work there on Saturdays, but no, I want to get a job in an advertising agency and, and speak all these languages that I've learned. I don't want to work right. in your boutique. And now look, I'm a boutique owner. So what so kind of boutique was it? What it they? It's the one they were next door to each other. One was called Z Boutique, and the other one was called Zeba. And one sold women's clothing, and the other one sold leather goods. A few shoes, but mm-hmm. you know, beautiful handbags and and uh, briefcases and, and belts and wallets and, and some shoes. So it's just really funny how like it comes, you know, full circle. It always does. And I, I does. it was quite a few years later that I realised that I do have another mentor who's not as old as my dad, but he's very sage and very wise. So I. I do. I think it's good to have a mentor. And, and it can be somebody that's not even in the business, you know, somebody that, somebody that you um, respect. And it's sometimes good if you have a mentor that's not in the same business because they have a different point of view. Sure. Next, Elena describes how she differentiates Bus Stop Boutique with excellent customer service, how she uses social media to reach new customers, and answers the question, why shoes? shoes I look back at pictures of me as a little girl and I'm always like doing this little thing with with the shoe with my foot and uh, when I first moved to London sorry when I first moved when I first moved to Philadelphia people would say where'd you get your shoes from and they were never from Philly they were from London New York any place but Philly and I thought you know Philadelphia needs needs some good fine shoes I mean, that's really the that's really the heart of marketing and entrepreneurship is seeing an opportunity, filling a void, recognizing that. Yeah, and I'm very lucky because the few shoe boutiques and shoe shops that were in Philly sadly have closed, mm. so um, I have uh, less competition, yeah. which not a bad thing. Right. <laughs> so that's a good point. I mean, you know, you mentioned some of the other stores have closed. We've discussed this, you know, a lot in the past, you know, the competition with, you know, selling your shoes online and, you know, how, how do you sort of, you know, position yourself against some of the retailers who are relying on that? You've obviously created, you know, here in your store, you've created a really, you know, wonderful experience for the customers coming in. Yeah, I mean, most of the store, most of the sales are here in the brick and mortar rather than online. I wish I could go to bed at night and wake up the next day and, and sold, you know, 200 pairs of shoes, but I'm not there yet. I'm working on that. I'm working on my SEO to, to help that happen. But um, I know some people that are good at that if you need some. I have some, but I'll let you know. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, it's I'll, not that you can't Google and find out yourself. <laughs> no, I, one of my classmates. Yeah. Um, but... Um, uh, customer service is really important. So if you buy something online, you don't get that experience. So we offer customer service, styling tips. Um, so that goes a long way. And, and we have events. Events draws in um, mm-hmm. a, a great crowd. And then there's that sale conversion. So And there's research to back that up, that um, you know, customer service and, and events really helps boost your business. Oh, absolutely. Especially for a brick and mortar business. You yeah. come in here, get them to, you know, get understand the environment and the, and the ambiance. And then, yeah. you know, that's what, you know, you get that emotional connection. Mm-hmm. That's what creates that loyalty to the brand and to Definitely. the products and to you, of course. Yeah. 
So, how important is social media in your business? Oh my God! I know, I, sort of a rhetorical question. <laughs> Tiana I, from Softball. Square. I love Instagram. Sure. I mean, I do tweet and I do uh, Facebook. Yeah, just daisy chain the posts yeah. off Instagram. But but Instagram's my favorite because. I'm very visual, so I love all the photographs. And also, um, we we get a lot of customers. I mean, it's very it's growing organically. Um, we're up to about like four thousand three hundred, mm-hmm. and it's growing slowly, but it's growing organically. And we do sell through. I mean, people see things on Instagram, and they come in the next day. Um, that you know, so it works. Using them hashtags. Yes. Oh, what's the top? What's your top hashtags? Well, some of my favorites are Bus Stop Loves, okay. which we give um, to other, like if we love a customer, we, you know, we say, or uh, another designer, Bus Stop Loves. I love Bus Stop on the Road when yeah. we go on road trips. Um, yeah. Shoes for Days. There's just so many. <laughs> oh, I've been following. I mean, you've done a great job sort of telling so stories many. through the hashtags and sort of stringing them together as a series so that people can follow along. And that's really, yeah. you know, I think the best use for those, those pesky mm-hmm. little hashtags. Well, Elena, it's been a pleasure speaking oh, with you. As you. always, we thank, really appreciate you taking you. the time to sit down with us and, yeah. and host you here in, in the store at Bus Stop Boutique, 727 South 4th Street, mm-hmm. Philadelphia, PA, Fabric Row. Yep, and Come Instagram's in. Bus Stop Boutique. Bus Stop Boutique. Follow us. <laughs> Hashtag Bus Stop Loves. Yes. Thank you for listening to this episode of Breakthrough. I'm your host, Ron Bauman, serial entrepreneur, founder of Milk Street Marketing, and NextFab member. If you're enjoying our show, be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app and leave us a review. To learn more about how NextFab can help make your ideas come to life, visit nextfab.com and follow hashtag NextFabMade on social to see what our members are making. Join us for our next episode featuring Barbara Schumer, a jewelry designer and maker who works at NextFab.